Hey guys, welcome back to the Love Well podcast. It's been a couple weeks. We had Holy Week there in the middle, and uh, yeah, it was it was a full week of, of doing a lot of stuff, um, even under the stay-at-home orders and all that good stuff. Uh, so I'm glad uh, to be back with you. And uh, so a couple of quick announcements, uh, things to be aware of, I guess, um, is uh, down on tap. Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock on Zoom. You can find that information uh, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash simpletheologian. And uh, yeah, go there to to get the Zoom info in the Doubt on Tap event. And I hope, hope that you will uh, get on and be a part of the conversation Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock. Uh, we I host that time with my friend Mike, and uh, we talk about things that matter. So we talk about, you know, politics, religion, uh, you know, all kinds of other stuff. And uh, so I hope hope that you will be a part of that. Also, you are cordially invited to Missional Community on Sunday nights, 7 o'clock, uh, also on Zoom. And you can find that connection information on our Facebook page uh, on an event there each week, facebook.com slash acts13network, uh, or you can go to uh, the calendar at uh, acts13.net. And again, both those things are uh, Zoom gatherings, and um, uh, allows us to connect and discuss and, you know, uh, kind of see each other face-to-face during these these virtual days. So, I hope that you will hope that you'll come and be a part of that. I'm also hosting some uh, Facebook Live uh, events uh, via my Facebook page, facebook.com/pastordanrose, and uh, so would love for you to love for you to come out and uh, be a part of those. Uh, I'd usually uh, take some. Can I do it as an Ask Me Anything uh, time and. Uh, I'm still thinking through how to how to do those uh, better, or how to make them more of a value add uh, for for those of you that are listening and paying attention and want to be a part of those conversations. So, uh, yeah, that's those are kind of the big announcements. And uh, know that I'm thinking of you, praying for you guys uh, during these stay-at-home orders as we are all walking through uh, these very very strange times that we are living in. And uh, so before, before I dive into this week's episode, um, or we will continue uh, talking about parenting, I, uh, I just want to let you know that there is grace and freedom during these days. Do not feel like you have to uh, start a new hobby or start that business or uh, some of those things that you uh, feel like you've never had time for. Uh, there's no pressure. There is zero pressure do the best you can. Uh, this is a traumatic time. Our bodies, our minds, our spirits are all walking through. Um, they're all walking through uh, the, the trauma experience. And so you may feel more tired. Uh, you may have a sense of exhaustion or weightiness that you can't explain. And that's because your body uh, is just naturally in the midst of the fight or flight response. And uh, so know that there's grace and uh, you don't need to be doing a whole bunch of extra stuff simply because you are at home. It's, it's just, it's enough. 
it's enough to be present with uh, your family or uh, uh, even, even just being present with yourself and sitting, sitting in the grief that perhaps you're feeling. Um, but as always, you can reach out to me and let me know. Like if you need to talk, uh, you, you feel free to reach out to me, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Telegram. And if you want to reach me on Telegram, it's t.me slash Daniel M. Rose. At Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pastor Dan Rose or Twitter, twitter.com slash Daniel M. Rose. All right. Um, so uh, that's it for uh, kind of our uh, introductory comments. And uh, let's, let's get after it here. Uh, this week's parenting principle is, uh, what is it? Principle... Uh, Principle number seven, I think, uh, have expectations. Have expectations. See, after my parents' divorce, I will never forget something that my mom told us over and over. She said, you will not be a statistic. Mom never let us use the fact that her and my dad were divorced as an excuse to do poorly in school or misbehave. Uh, My dad, he would often talk to us about how people knew our last name. And that what we, re- what we did reflected on the family business. Uh, you see, my parents had expectations for my brothers and I. Uh, Amy's parents had similar expectations for her and her sisters. And uh, there, was, there was an expectation of hard work, commitment, and the pursuit of excellence. This, th- these things were uh, drilled into uh, both Amy and myself growing up from our parents. And, uh, and there, was, there, there were no excuses to be made. You see, some people think you know, today that expectation is, is some sort of a dirty word. Sometimes expectation becomes an opportunity for legalism and judgment. It's true. I just watch. Uh, we've, been, we've been binge watching Friday Night Lights. And uh, uh, it's a great TV series. Uh, but there's a, a storyline of one of the story arc of one of the characters, this uh, kid J.D. McCoy, and his dad uh, has expectations that um, are are awful, and uh, they become legalist, legalistic, and judgmental, and uh, and just downright mean. And the kid loses any sense of his love for the game or the sport, and so expectation can be. Can, it can become that. It is a very, it's a possible threat. Now, often when I talk about expectations, people immediately jump into, jump to that image of a parent living vicariously through their children in some activity, right? Um, and do we need to guard against that in our setting of expectations? Absolutely. We don't want to become that parent, right? Um, so when we make expectations about us, as parents, as opposed to helping the children entrusted to us, then that is seriously problematic. The expectations that we have for uh, the children that are in our care cannot be about us. It needs to be about what is best for for them. What is best for for our kids? Um, so how do we how do we guard against that? Well, I think we, we do so by setting expectations at a 100,000-foot level, right? 
This means we avoid particulars in our setting of expectations and focus on principles. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last few weeks, there's that word again, principle. Principles function to provide frameworks with flexibility. That's why I like them so much. So, principles are so much better than rules um, because they, they, they provide frameworks with flexibility. So this means there's room for grace, mercy, and patience. So an example of an overly specific expectation would be, I want my kid to be a professional baseball player. Now, if we make that an expectation, then we will experience great frustration and our child will most likely experience failure. Why? Because that sets a high, it sets a high bar, but it's so overly specific, it doesn't allow for grace and for the child to become whom they were created to be, right? When you get locked in, professional baseball player, doctor, lawyer, pastor, whatever it might be, um, you know these these specific things uh, aren't frameworks. They they don't open uh, they don't open the opportunity for flexibility. Now, healthy and good expectations are broad and big picture. By being big picture. Expectations allow for each child to uniquely fulfill their personal calling as a human. What we are consistently learning as parents is that whatever expectations we set for the children in our care, they tend to meet. Whatever the bar is uh, that, that we set, they tend to rise to it. Therefore, we must find and set expectations that will be challenging and hold them to a high standard, but be generally general enough that they can uniquely rise up to them. Now, even though I've been, I think I've mostly been successful at avoiding getting specific in this, uh, in this series of, of podcasts uh, and, and avoiding telling you what we do, this time I'm going to share with you uh, some of the expectations that we have for Ethan and Libby. Uh, I'm doing this because it's easier to give examples of this than to try to give you some sort of nebulous description. So as I do, I want to remind you, take this with a grain of salt. These are things that Amy and I have chosen to embrace in our family, in our setting, in our circumstances, and in our personal context. These expectations are not meant to be a recipe for everyone to embrace. Now, one of the earliest expectations that we set uh, is that Ethan and Libby would be friends. How's that for an expectation? Brother or sister, we want you to be friends. As all kids do, uh, they, get, they get snippy with one another and they argue. Ethan would bug Libby and Libby you know, would get mad and vice versa. And when those things happen, we would intentionally help them figure out how to reconcile. And we would remind them that we have the expectation of them being one another's best friend. We simply expected it. There was no debate. There was no conversation, and uh, this required us as parents to engage as relationship counselors on a regular basis during various seasons of life. You just wanted to put your head through a wall sometimes, right? Um, there's just certain seasons where they just did not like each other very much, and so we had, to, we had to help them work through that because we had the expectation that they would be friends. Um, you know, often... The, the way we would talk about this is, is that we would say there's team kid and team parent. 
so that's be, definitely become a fun way for us to remind them that they're on the same team and that they need one another. Now that they're about to move into adulthood, it appears that they are meeting that expectation. We love watching their relationship and seeing how they have one another's backs completely. They get mad at one another and they drive each other a little crazy, yet there is nobody that they love more. That was exemplified uh, after Ethan's last, uh, you know, after his last football game. He posted a picture on Instagram of the two of them walking away and uh, that I had taken his arm over her shoulders and her arm around his waist. They were walking away and he said, you know, this is the only real one I got. I mean, this is, his sister is, is his best friend and, and she, and he is hers and it is, it is absolutely beautiful. Um, now another expectation that we have is that they will give 100% effort at school. We don't worry about grades. We don't. We don't say, hey, our expectation is you get an A. Like, grades take care of themselves. What we care about is the effort. Some children, they're naturally gifted with the ability to succeed in school, and others are not. For some, 100% effort means that they will get grades that are just good enough to graduate. For others, 100% effort means they will be placing themselves in more and more challenging environments because they can get grades with 25% effort. So are you beginning to see how a principle-driven approach to expectation setting offers flexibility and room for grace? You're able to set a principle-based expectation that meets the person where they're at and challenges them to be the best version of themselves. One last example of an expectation that we have in our home is that, uh, is that Ethan and Olivia will be kind. This expectation has opened up many conversations with our kids about all kinds of things. We're able to talk about justice, loving well. Uh, it provides a context for us to challenge them to embrace those on the fringes. Kindness is broad enough that there are many avenues to enter into conversations and challenge them to continue to grow as people. Not only that, but it provides a structure for the kids to challenge us as parents too. Think about that for a minute. It provides a structure for the kids to challenge us as parents too. When they see us not being kind, when they see us not loving well, they can call us on that. We can have that conversation. We need to have that conversation. It's too important. And, and it's because we've set the expectation of being kind. Kindness is a clear means by which we can all sharpen one another and be vulnerable with one another. Do not be afraid of setting expectations. Why? Because they provide the paths by which we get to help children grow. The best part of having expectations? Opportunities to celebrate and affirm children's success. I mean, that's so, it's so huge. It's so huge to be able to look at your kid and say, you did it. You're meeting, you're, you're doing it. You're getting there. This is fantastic. The other thing I love about the principle-based expectation, uh, principle-setting, expectation-setting approach is, is that you never, you never come to the end, right? Like you, you never, you never achieve perfect kindness. 
You never come to the end of being one another's best friends. You never, never come to the end of needing to give 100% effort. These are all expectations that will guide us, principles that will guide us, all of us, uh, for the rest of our lives. They begin to mark us as families. They begin to get passed down from generation to generation to generation. And uh, I, think that's, I think that is what, one of the things that's, that's most beneficial or most important about setting expectations based in principles. Uh, so don't, don't fear it, my friends. Don't fear it. Embrace it. And, uh, and let's, see, let's see how your kids grow and change and, uh, and become just the most amazing humans that they have the potential to be. Because isn't that what we want to be do as parents? Right? We want to help our kids uh, achieve their potential and, and become uh, the best version of themselves. And uh, a principle-focused principle uh, principle-based expectations uh, will help us get there. All right, uh, that's that's this week's this week's this week's episode. Thanks for hanging around. Would love to know your thoughts. Love to know what expectations uh, you set in your families. Uh, so you know, leave a comment. Uh, as always, please rate this podcast anywhere you listen to it, or leave a comment uh, because. Those things help others uh, find this podcast. And, uh, and hey, maybe if you found this insightful, interesting, helpful, uh, you could even share it uh, with somebody, with somebody in, your, in your circle of friends. All right. Uh, thanks again for listening. And uh, until next week, love well, my friends. 